Hey guys, welcome back to The Last Bachelor, and this is episode 16. Over the last 10 years or more, the phrase rape culture has become more exposed and explained. It has inspired movements for women everywhere, and it's only the beginning. In definition, rape culture is a culture in which sexual violence is treated as the norm, and victims are blamed for their own assaults. This mindset was intended to benefit powerful men, who feared giving women the ability to put men in jail on their word alone. Since the creation of our great nation, women have fought for rights that many women in other countries don't have. Women in America have come a long way since the women's suffrage movement that began in 1913 by Alice Paul, and then spread across some parts of the globe. The UN also encouraged this movement in the years following World War II, which gave way to a bill passed in Congress against the discrimination of women. Fast forward to 2020, and women are still fighting for equal rights in our society. Tarana Burke, for instance, an American activist, also a fellow Bronxite, shout out to the BX, who started the Me Too movement in 2006 to help other women with similar experiences to stand up for themselves. Ever since then, there's been a slight divide amongst men. These differences stem from social status, demographics, age, and race. Some people assume that rape culture only pertains to high-profile cases like Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Jerry Sandusky, and Donald Trump. It's this culture that fueled what these men did and continue to do. One in three women are survivors of sexual violence or intimate partner violence. Not even married women are excluded. Spousal rape is not a myth. Rape culture pressures women to live a life of paranoia, to be or feel safe. These types of life adjustments have hindered opportunities for many women not being able to live freely. Also, in many cases, even men have fallen victims to this behavior with women as the perpetrators too. Ignoring this fact is also rape culture. It barely gets reported, and men go without representation in many cases. One in six men are victims of sexual violence. The Me Too movement has shed a light on what's been attempted to be swept under the rug, so to speak, and all voices of both genders and all races are speaking up. And this podcast is an ally to those voices. 600 people are raped every day in the United States. That's one every two minutes. In the wake of this awareness, many online media groups have surfaced to inform the public. Sites like Feministing and Racialicious, just to name a couple. Because to best fight against this is to expose the behavior and changing the rhetoric that If women don't dress slutty, they won't be in danger. This is not the message we should be sending as men. Shout out to Amber Rose and her slut walk. Only 40% of rapes are reported to the police. A 98% of reported rapes are true. Only 2% are false. And 97% of rapists, 97% of rapists will never spend even a single day in jail goes to show that this culture has also infected our legal system.
And it doesn't stop there. Schools, universities, and even the military have also failed to address sexual assault or even report them. For example, PBS reported a story of a soldier who was raped by a superior and reported the assault, but was told that she would be charged with adultery if she pursued her complaint. She endured further threats and retaliation before being medically retired in 2012. According to Rain, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, which is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization, says over 18,000 people experienced unwanted sexual conduct in the military, and many go unreported, and even a fewer percentage make it to trial. Changes must also take place on a political level. With more politicians like Kristen Gilbrand, who has led to place a bigger spotlight on this issue. And because of it, there's evidence that assaults are decreasing. This behavior has also been a part of pop culture and has been for some time now. In music, movies, and lifestyles, I remember as a kid watching movies and thinking all of it was just funny movie antics. But it runs deeper than that. For some young men, little is taught about consent or how to move when drinking or drugs are involved. It should be discussed amongst men more, and we need to do our best to change this nasty narrative together, because it's long overdue. And to be boldly honest, and to end on a more positive note, I am impressed with the number of men who actually move with caution and consent. In 2018, GQ found that At the very least, this one data point that 77% of men surveyed said is a must to get consent at every stage of a sexual encounter goes to show that most men are not horrible monsters. So we have been making progress, but we still have much more to do. And I like to end this like I always end this with a nice inspirational quote. This one comes from Aisha Tariam. If we are to fight discrimination and injustice against women we must start from the home for if a woman cannot be safe in her own house then she cannot be expected to feel safe anywhere you've been listening to the last bachelor rate this episode wherever you get your podcast from and of course till the next episode